Welcome to the eighth edition of the Beyond the Bleachers podcast. And Eakon here with his usual cast of characters. How are we doing, fellas? Hey, hey, hey. We're good. Hey, let's get it. How's every how's everyone's week? Pretty good, man. Um, you know, doing the usual, staying inside, doing nothing. Yeah. In the house, bored, bored in the house, you know. <laughs> hey, it's kinda cr- almost done with classes, which is good. Yeah, I was gonna say it's kinda crazy, but the end of the second semester came quick. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm sure um, you know not being there and kind of leaving early had some impact on that, but yeah, no, nah, it's been, it's been pretty quick. Yeah. I, I can definitely say, say the same thing. I just wish like, especially cause today, today's such a nice day outside. Um, just like to spend a day like this on campus would have definitely been nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, we're good. Um, yeah. Now we could do about it now, you know, yeah. just do best we can now. The way I see it is we're closer to the end of all this. Exactly. That's the best way to Yeah. Unless um, you know, the UFOs come down and <laughs> and, 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 and kill and kill us all. Man, it's been a crazy I actually saw that. That's like it's been a crazy year. Like who would have thought like this year could get like anyways. Hopefully I'm not jinxing, jinxing myself. But Hey, I was talking about this yesterday. What if why why do we always assume that aliens are bad? Like, what if they're actually good? What that's, if they're nice people? That's actually a good point. Like, that's we just a, that's always a good point. Yeah, we, just, <laughs> we, we just always assume that they're just gonna kill us or whatever. Like, <coughs> I don't what know. They, 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 what if what if they look at us the way we look at them? Exactly. That's I'm pretty exactly sure what they look at us as. Yeah, I'm pretty of sure course, because we're aliens to them. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm pretty sure if we found aliens on another planet, we wouldn't kill them all. No, definitely not. Why would we do that? Yeah, I would. I would, I would want to know what's going. Like, I would want to know everything about them. To be honest, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, our our world is kind of greedy, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they so kill people. Track right now, and this conversation, <laughs> and this con- and this conversation is gonna still be interesting to everybody else because everybody else is probably like, "What the hell? The Navy just confirmed this." Like, you know, everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Well, but anyway. hold on, before we start this show, I just want to say let's all congratulate Ania Khan for becoming a staff reporter for the Rorty Cigar next semester. I know my yep. hard and I want everybody to, you know, congratulate him. Thank you guys. I really appreciate bro. it. Of course, thank man. You, congratulations. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, bro, you deserve it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So anyway, um, we have a great show planned for you guys today. As many of you guys know, the NFL draft was this past weekend. We'll be reacting to some of those selections that were made. Um, episode three and four of The Last Chance was also aired this past Sunday. We'll be reacting to that, those two episodes. And we'll be talking about Aaron Gordon's diss track about Dwayne Wade later in the show. We ready, fellas? Let's get it. Let's yes, get it. sir. All right, cool. So, like I mentioned earlier, this past weekend, the NFL had its annual NFL draft ushering the latest generation of NFL players. Heisman Trophy winner and national championship quarterback Joe Burrow, who was picked first overall by the Cincinnati Bengals, headlined this year's class. The draft reached a total of more than 55 million viewers over the three-day event, according to league, according to the league, a new record. 
Through its draftathon, the league was also able to raise more than $100 million in COVID-19 relief. So let me ask you guys, um, what's your biggest takeaway from this past weekend's draft? Can I start on this? Yeah, sure. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm not the most knowledgeable person in the room about it, but I would like to you know, start it off. Um, first of all, um, props to them for the coronavirus um, money. I think that was a smart move, and I think, you know, just shout out for them for that. And as far as the draft goes, I think it was very interesting. Um, us as Patriots fans, were, we felt a little bit of a way about the first round and what ended up happening there, which was nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm quoting that. Um, <laughs> put that on a T-shirt. Um, no, but, Yo, I feel I feel like it just happens every year at this point. Um, I know. I think yeah. a lot of interesting picks were made. I was surprised and not surprised by the Packers picking that. That means the end is near for Aaron Rodgers, and I feel a little bit of a way about that. Um, the Eagles picking in the quarterback position surprised me a lot, but um. There was a lot of, you know, non-surprises as well. The Miami Dolphins picking, hopefully, their quarterback of the future if he stays healthy. Um, and, yeah, I think overall there was a lot of non-surprises, but some surprises as well. The biggest surprise for me was probably the Eagles, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely like – not too many people were big fans of that Jalen Hurts selection. But I know Doug Peterson, he's a great offensive coordinator, excuse me, offensive play caller. And he can find some way to incorporate Jalen Hurts as a quarterback, not as a receiver or running back, because Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. He proved that in college let at me, Alabama and Oklahoma. Let me let me let me touch on this. Let me touch on this. So okay. see, I, Jalen Hurts is gonna be a good fit because Doug Peterson's a great coach. Let's be realistic about that. Um, but I think the one thing is people are overlooking Carson Wentz not being able to stay on the field. And I think yeah, that's the one yeah. thing that people are overlooking and they're getting, you know, they're thinking how he's, how Roseman is kind of a jackass for making the pick in the second round, knowing that they need to surround Carson with weapons. But I think what fans don't understand is they traded for Mar- Marquise Goodwin. Speed, Jalen Rager, speed. They they needed that. That's what they needed for the back end. They needed speed. They they, they also got Deshaun, that. Uh, exactly. Deshaun Deshaun Jackson Jackson's too. coming back. Alshon Jeffrey's healthy. They 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 got weapons. That's not their problem right now. But my thing is, Carson Wentz can't stay on the field. Jalen Hurts is a weapon with his legs. He can at least come in the game and make it effective and still run an effective offense and know that you can trust him with the ball in his hands because he's a leader. So they drafted him early in the second round because that's what they had to do if they wanted to get Jalen because he was going to get drafted by somebody else. Yeah. So I, I understand the pick, but I understand the fans' frustration with the you know wanting a weapon, but I think they did their due diligence both drafting him and then trading for Joaquin Jalen Rager. Um, I think they, I think opinion, it was I think it wasn't that bad of a draft. I think it's a little blown out of proportion. I think it'll be. You know, people will understand a lot more when Jalen Hurts actually touches the field and makes plays. Yeah. The fans will turn yeah. their heart over. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, I feel like there was a lot of surprises in the draft, especially in the first round. Like, 
who would have thought Andrew Thomas would have been the first offensive lineman taken um taken in the draft? I'm gonna be honest with you. And I, I think I, yeah. I I like Andrew Thomas a lot. I think he's the most polished yeah. lineman in the draft. But I understand where you're going with that because I think the Browns yeah. are static to get Jadrick Willis at ten. Like for them yeah. to get him at ten, I think they were like, wow. Like he really just fell into our lap. Yeah. And then at and 11, then the I, Jets get Makai Becton. Yeah. Um, and I also I was also surprised that. If you think about it, the Cardinals' philosophy in terms of getting more weapons or improving their offense, I'm very surprised that they targeted Isaiah Simmons. But, you know, Isaiah Simmons was the best player on the Undeniably, board. Undeniably. So, you had to pick him there. Yeah. His, def- his versatility is just something that they should cover because they need that on their defense in Arizona. And they have weapons yeah. on offense, man. So, I, I don't know. I, I knew they wasn't going to go like CD or Jerry Judy, but I knew that they needed, you know, a tackle. Which they ended up getting Josh Jones in the later rounds, so it ended up making a lot more sense. Yeah, you kind of yeah. yeah, you kind of need that. What is it? From what I recall, I believe the Cardinals had one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL last year. So, and even having a young quarterback in Kyler Murray, you have to prioritize protecting him and making sure he can have a long career because you did invest, you did draft him first overall, and. According to the, you know, he's going to be set to get an extension in the next few years. So just being able to keep him healthy and on the field is important. And just being able to surround him with uh, the necessary, you know, with the line, with the offensive weapons is just important. It's going to be important to his success. How do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about? How yeah. do you guys feel about the Patriots draft? Um. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, um, who wants to go their first? draft, uh, their draft as a whole, the draft as a whole, yeah, the draft as a whole. Um, I definitely, I'll definitely say I was surprised that they got Kyle Duggar at um when they first picked him up. I was, you just was like, who's you surprised? that? But like, you know, oh, you didn't know who? He yeah, was? I was surprised. Yeah, I oh, didn't know who wow. he was. See, all right, See, yeah. I wasn't as yeah. surprised just because I knew who he was prior. And I knew he was the be- he was the best yeah. player in Division Two football. Like he was the best player. Yeah. Like not by far, but like he was definitely the best player in Division Two football. And yeah. I, I, like, that's well, why that's term- why I knew him. But at the same time, though, he's a he's a New England Patriots pick, bro. Because if you look at his body, yeah, work, yeah. bro, he's a New England Patriots pick. He knows how to tackle, but he can play in coverage. He can play in the back end and deep third or middle. You know, he can he's that's a Patriots type of player. We like it. We love we love a yeah. Patrick Chung, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they basically they basically compared him to he's a younger Patrick exactly. Chung. Exactly. And I would love yeah. that because Patrick Chung only has one year left in his deal and we need somebody to take that void because we traded, you know, Harmon. Yeah. Yeah. And Devin McCourty, you know, he's, but, his um, his clock's running up too. But they just gave him an yeah, extension. Yeah, after that extension, him. he's done. Yeah. He's gonna retire. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, in terms of in terms of a as a, like as a whole, um, I think they did a good job addressing the tight end need. Even though Definitely. I was screaming that they should have gotten Cole Komet in the second Oof. round, but but yeah, Komet's a good player. I, I think the Bears reached on that pick. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I don't want to say they reached. All right. All right. Let me rephrase that. They didn't reach because Cole Komet is going to be a great player. But 
they yeah. that was a bad pick for their team at that time. I don't think they needed a tight end right there, especially not after they just overpaid mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham. Like overpaid him so much that it's ridiculous. I don't, bro. Are you? Te- you're telling me right now. You're gonna tell me that Eric Ebron is making five million dollars less than him. And Ebron's more, more productive. productive, and he's four years younger. At least four years younger. I'm not very positive at this moment, but he's at least four years younger than him, bro. Are you kidding me? Like, you overpaid Jimmy Graham out of all people. You couldn't at least overpay one of the young dudes. You would have understood, you know? But, but like, but like, <laughs> really? I don't know. That's just me. I think the Bears are just, you know, they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Now they got Nick Foles' money on their books. I don't know what's going on with them, to be honest. <laughs> Trubisky, who knows if they're going to do that fifth-year option for him. The Bears are the Bears. Duh, Bears. You know how they do. <laughs> you know how they do. Oh, but, I but think... hold on. Before we before we move on, because I know I know you know we were just talking about the Patriots and their draft. I think Anthony Jennings is going to be solid, very solid. You know, fresh out of Alabama, third round pick, but he's also very, 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 very versatile because he can play in the back end, he can play in coverage as at linebacker, but he can rush the passer from the edge and the inside because of his size. So I like him. Um, Josh okay. uh, uh, Uche. He's very yeah. solid. Um, he also he played with uh, one of my former two, uh, former teammates, uh, Quiddy Pay. Um, that was my former Pop Warner teammate. He plays for Michigan. Um, they were teammates together. I actually asked him. I, I, you know, like, what's like, what's what's really gonna like set him aside from everybody else? And he just has a motor. So I like that. We need that on our defensive line. We need that very, very, very much. Yeah. So we'll see what goes on with yeah. all that. But let me ask you guys, what are your thoughts on the Patriots not selecting a quarterback and instead drew uh signing two undrafted quarterbacks? Jared Stidham's the guy. J- yeah, Jared Stidham's the guy. Simple. I definitely agree. Stidham's what about guy. you, James? Stidham is the guy oh. for this year, but we'll see what happens. The thing, the thing I don't like is it seems like the media is trying to push the narrative of, like, they should sign another quarterback. They should sign Cam Newton. They should trade for Andy Dalton. But realistically, if the, the way the Patriots have drafted, you have, like, they're stacking themselves with talent on defense so they can be a, def, a, a dominant defense once again. So you, you don't really have to rely – they're stacking their team so they don't really have to rely themselves on scoring 30 points a game. That's called the old-fashioned Bill Belichick team. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Which I don't yeah, mind. I de- they're, bas- they're basically like basic- – like, I-, I remember them saying this, stat, I believe, yesterday on first take. They were saying that um, the games that the Patriots allowed a team to score more than 16 or 17 points, they lost. And so pretty much if their defense holds teams to less than that amount this upcoming season, then Jared and Jared Stidham will probably get better. He'll, he'll get better over the course of the season. So you just got to hope that he gets better, the defense does the job, and, you know, it'll surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I definitely – I feel like, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, he's getting unfairly written off. He had a great preseason did some things, surprised some people. 
And I just feel like, you know, everyone's just writing him off. Like, you know, Cam Newton's op- uh, available. We should go out and get him. I don't want Cam Newton. Uh, why is that? Just curious. I, I, I don't I don't see for him either because uh, he's kind of like on the older end and he's kind of like he's prone to get injured. But Yeah, that's okay. the main reason. He's not like you're not going to get you're not guaranteeing. A, if you're going to sign Cam Newton, there there isn't a guarantee that you're going to get 16 games. Yeah, with him. that's true. The- Especially with the way he plays. Go young. No, yeah, I do. Yeah, that that is a good point. They have one of the older, oldest rosters in the league. So I feel like it's just like the natural cycle of leagues. You know, you start young, you, then you progressively get older, and then you have to rebuild and get younger again and just do that over and over again. Yeah. And here's the thing: like, there's not really much to lose if the Patriots go with Stidham. If you if Stidham performs well, it's a great gamble. If he doesn't, then you kind of you can look at a court. You can look at a quarterback for next even, year. Yeah, even that. for James. Do you have any? Do you have any? Is the next year's quarterback class supposed to be as good as this one's? This past year's. Crickets. We might have lost them. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I could see that. You know, definitely if um, – no, nah, I think – yeah, we officially lost him. Um, I think that um, even that, you know, Jimmy – not Jimmy Garoppolo, wow. Uh, Jared Stidham, even though, he doesn't even have to put up numbers. This team is going to be built on the defense, and the defense is going to win them games. Yeah, that's And I think saying. that'll be enough. That'll be enough to probably get them one of the three wild cards. Okay. Okay. So I did hear what you said. Yes. Next year's quarterback class is going to be very good. It's going to be great. There's actually, uh, I don't know if y'all know, but uh, North Dakota State, their quarterback, um, I'm not, I'm not, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my tongue, but I want to say his name is. Name, man. Oh, his name is um, dang man, I'm, I keep I'm forgetting. Oh, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, yeah, the Trey quarterback Lance, yeah. from Dakota State, man, he's solid. Twenty eight intercept, twenty eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Sorry, I, I didn't. I, I was trying to, you know, not sound like it was Jameis Winston right there. I didn't want to yeah. scare y'all or anything <laughs> like that. But <laughs> yeah, twenty eight touchdowns, no interceptions. He's solid, man. And they went undefeated, and he won. They won this national championship. So. I like him. Yeah. He's him coming out. He's gonna be solid. Uh, Justin Fields. He's gonna ball, and uh, we all know about um, Trevor Lawrence. So, solid quarterback class yeah. in the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as depth, I'm not sure, he, but yeah, at the top, it's it might be it might be very top heavy. They still have nothing to lose. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you how do you guys feel about CD Lamb wow. falling to the Cowboys? All, I, all I'm gonna say is all I'm gonna say is that <laughs> offense is gonna be scary. I don't know how you're gonna I don't know how you yeah. Gonna... I mean, as long as you have Dak, if you have if you have Dak Prescott playing for, you have to worry about Dak he's, signing the he's deal somehow. Be on the field, man, bro, he's gonna, gonna get, be on the field. He's gonna get the he's deal done. He's gonna get the deal. Jerry Jones is gonna cave in like he did last year. There's no way. No, I'm being for real. There's yeah. no way. There's no way that Cooper Rush is going to be the starting quarterback yeah. this year. 
<laughs> Cooper <laughs> Rush, who's back? back? <laughs> oh, well, he played for Central yeah. Michigan, I'm pretty sure. Skip Bayless. Skip, no, but, but, but really, no, CeeDee Lamb's going to be a star, man. He's going to be a star. Jerry Jones actually asked him to wear number 88, bro. He asked him to wear that number for a reason, man, because he wants him to be that player. He wants him to be that type of player. That number is not retired. Nope. No, Des Bryant oh, wore that oh, number. Snap. I'm thinking about my wait. That one number Michael Irv- Irvin wear. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Or wow, <laughs> he's really doing them both. No, dirty. he wants it. To, it's a tradition. You bum. Oh. Oh. My okay. God. Wait, but for me, why don't you retire that number? Because of that reason right there. When he's done, somebody else is gonna win, <laughs> and he's gonna have to fill those shoes. Mm. That's why he's like, "All right, we yeah. draft you in the first round, but you gotta wear this number, mm. and now you gotta be this type of player." Hello. Uh, I, I, I don't want to get into the retiring numbers discussion again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, um, what do you guys think about the the virtual draft, the format? They didn't fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Simple. Would you guys like to see like, no. s- like, some of it, like some things implemented, uh, in the future? Uh, are you asking like, would you rather see that in the future or the other yeah, way? Like something. Well, I mean, obviously, the draft is a whole spectacle, and just like having it in like a city, and like having the fans there, and them just just fans being able to interact with both the commissioner and uh, and former players. I feel like that is a big thing, but, you know, it was – the virtual draft was more successful than many anticipated. So I feel like there is certain aspects that you can include, but I just want to – what do you guys think about that? Um <sighs> – I honestly, yeah, I was kind of surprised like how successful it went. Like I was literally waiting on the first night to see if like any like technical glitches would happen. Great, but man, they did a they really they job. did a really good job of job. handling it. Similar to the WNBA. Yeah. I also I I can one thing I have I, one thing I'll acknowledge I like the fact that like it was more like an intimate experience. Like we could see like. The coaches and the general managers with their own families. Just that's that was one thing I really you saw liked. a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. just wait, can I say something? Can I say something? Imagine imagine having a dog. I know I know I know he didn't actually make the pick, but I, imagine losing to a dog for twenty years. Having a dog as your GM and losing to that for twenty years. Gonna happen. Just imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only one picture set away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, finally, one one more thing before we move on. Who do you guys think will be their best rookie next season? Um, for me, I feel I don't know who's gonna. I, I, I'm not even gonna guess who's gonna win offensive rookie of the year yet. For um. Cause like, who knows that's how that's gonna end up? But I definitely think Chase Young can be the best defensive rookie next year. 
Chase Young's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, not Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the yeah. Year. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Because he's just automatically going to yeah. make that impact yeah, that, I, you know, Nick Bosa made for the Niners defense. It's going to be very similar. Like I said in previous previous episodes, it's going to be a similar impact, definitely, on that Redskins defense. He's going to make it so that one side of the defense needs to be double-teamed, and that's going to be him most of the time. And on the other side, you're going to have Montez Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan, and that's going to be hard to deal with. And that's going to be a that's going to be a nice little tandem. And you got and for not even just that, but in the middle, you got Payne, you got you got Jonathan Allen. I mean, Jonathan it, Allen. That's, that's another bro. If you really look at that offensive line, that's another five first round picks on that offensive that defensive line. That defensive line has five first round picks, just like who the 49ers. I'm telling you, it's going to be a very similar impact. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. Wait. We can't. We can't. We 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 can't end this segment without talking about the Jordan Love situation. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Thoughts on that? Rip Aaron Rodgers. I just. Yeah. I just. <laughs> it wasn't a smart pick, honestly. Like I get, I get how you're trying to like establish like the picks they made in general just just weren't smart. Like I get how you're trying to establish Matt Lafleur's system. But you have a quarterback at Aaron Rodgers, you you might as well just surround him with the talent he needs, especially at the age he, he's at right now. He's thirty seven. Thirty seven, like, he's, yeah, he's. I think he, he's he's about to turn thirty seven or like something like that. But wait, no, I don't think he's thirty seven. Thirty, bro. he's thirty six. No, he's thirty six. Yeah. Oh, I think he's about to turn thirty-seven. No, December. Oh no, he's gonna turn to se- He's gonna turn. Yeah, he's gonna turn thirty-seven yeah. in December. But I can't blame him for picking you him. See but oh no, I think it was kind of funny more than anything. Like, wow, that's who they picked. Like, I expected Jordan Love to go to a team yeah, like the Raiders. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that's where I had him going, but. I would have thought John Gruden would have made the move there, but was wrong there. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. That was probably the most head scratching move of the of the draft, and it just got even. It got illuminated for the fact that they didn't draft a wide receiver. Who's this? Because I was something you know. They only have. Um, talk about Jordan Love. Oof. And the Packers, yeah, just I feel like just getting you select Jordan Love, and then you don't select a wide receiver. You know, it's kind of like you know, do you guys want to win? Like, but we'll see. Matt Matt Lafleur did say that he's looking to run the ball more, uh, and they did draft AJ Dillon, which so that makes sense. But we'll see. We'll see. But for a fact, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere for two years. His contract's too Yeah, no. Nah. And it counts too much towards the Packers' uh, salary cap. So he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere for the next two years. But we'll see. All right. Um, as I mentioned earlier, this past Sunday, the third and fourth installments of The Last Dance documentary aired. These episodes talked about the Bad Boy Pistons and the Pelic, excuse me, the and Phil Jackson's jer- journey to the Chicago Bulls. 
Um, so what stood out to you guys this weekend about these two episodes? I love Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman is my spirit. I, 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 I think he's so fire, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to that Dennis Rodman little, you know, little scene. Um, that vacation thing was funny to me, personally. Um, <laughs> the major takeaway, honestly, I feel like all all-time greats have to go through, you know, that one team. And I don't think Jordan's Jordan without the Pistons, to be honest. He isn't. I mean, I mean, well, Jordan's Jason, a savage. I think he would have yeah. won championships without that Pistons team being in his way, regardless. I feel like, I feel like, like it just you know, adds to having, the story, though. Yeah, it definitely makes it so that, like, he looks even more guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm glad, Jason. I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like in in terms of like every great superstar has to go through a big like a team to get them to ascend to like a superstar. But like, like I, I hear like people talking about like, oh, um, Jordan lost to the Pistons four straight years, three three straight. Um, no, they lost to the Pistons three straight years, and they faced them three straight years in the conference finals, but. I feel like in ter- in terms of Jordan's case, y- you can kind of give him a pass in terms of the first two years in that they faced the Pistons in the in the Eastern Conference Finals for these two particular reasons. One in 1989, the Bulls were young. They beat the they beat the Cavs in famous shot that happened against the Cavs in the first round. The Cavs were the third seed. Um. And they beat the Knicks in the second round. In the second round, who are the second seed? And the the Bulls themselves that year were the sixth seed. So no, like no one would have thought in 1980, the 88-89 season, that the Bulls were gonna were gonna go to the conference finals. Agreed. And then in 1990 was Phil Jackson's first year. Yeah. The previous year they had yeah. Doug Collins. And in nineteen in nineteen ninety one, that was the year you end up winning the title. And in nineteen ninety one, in Game Four of the Finals, they uh, the Lakers lost Byron Scott and um and James Worthy for the series. So that's kind of like my perspective on it, on how like Jordan's Jordan became a champion, like the eighth nineteen eighty nine. Uh, year was kind of like, in my opinion, equivalent to when LeBron James faced uh, the Spurs in 2007. Like, there was no way that that Cavs team was going to beat the Spurs. Yeah, that was bad, man. He went through a lot playing that that team, man. After watching this, I I already knew that prior because I had watched all these games already. But it was just like, seeing it again and like the footage that they had, like and how raw it was. It was just like, damn, man. It makes you, it makes you, it makes you appreciate that greatness a little more. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, just like I feel, just like, like we're talking about, like me going back to cycles again. You know, you do have to beat someone. That bad boy Pistons team did have to beat the Celtics, that dominated the eighties. The Bulls had to beat the Pistons and then so on. That kind of goes on. And then we look back even now, LeBron had to get over the hump. You know, he did have 
He did lose to the Spurs in the finals. He did lose to the Mavericks in the finals. But he was finally able to get over the hump with the Thunder, beating them in 2012. Um, and the Thunder weren't even supposed yeah, to be there. That, that team was young yeah. themselves, too. Yeah. He did beat the Spurs, um, but, the Dynasty, and he did beat the Warriors, another Dynasty. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I think – but. Going away from that, one thing I did like was the the portion when they showed like how the triangle offense works. Mm-hmm. Like I liked I liked how they showed that, like how that worked. And I just found it interesting how, you know That was a great it's not even set the, plays because you know like docuseries. Yeah. That was great. It's not even it's not even set plays. I feel like it's literally just yeah, motion. It wasn't even set plays, like something motion, yeah. And we see that even now. Well, the Warriors, but they don't run, run the triangle. All but game. they do run motion. Yeah. They run a motion offense. So there's no. They don't really have set plays. They just run. They just pass the ball. You know, down screens for Curry and Clay Thompson. And that's pretty much their offense. But I found that that diagram just you know because like I love looking at that stuff and just being able to see how teams can score. And seeing how um, offenses work and how they can get certain players open, that little um, that little portion of I believe it was episode four was yeah. I found the most interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I do want to ask you guys is, um, um, it seems what are your thoughts on Isaiah Thomas's comments and the Bad Boy Pistons? He did appear on the Get Up, uh, I believe Monday and Tuesday. And then first take, just to say that he responded on first take, basically saying that um, about yeah. walking out after the '91 uh, Easter Conference Finals, that um, uh, they were in response to Michael Jordan's comments that he made about uh, the Bad Boy Pistons, Bad Boy Pistons not being good for for basketball. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I... His opinion wasn't sincere. I mean, yeah, it was like it was just like he was like, if I knew if I knew it would have costed me all of that, then I would have never done it. But it's just like you That's still did it though. Yeah. And then Bill Lambier, <laughs> like, man, let's just screw that guy. Like, I don't know why he, like, Lambert, he's just like, he's oh, like, yeah, man. I don't, I don't remember anything. He's a WNBA coach now. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, let's go, all right. Let's yeah. Go. Hey, man. I can't, I can't get excited for that guy. <laughs> hey, again, though, I, I feel like all of that just contributes to the conclusions we come up to today. I mean, what happened happened at the time. And yeah. Looking at, I mean, it's not like their, you know, views on it now were their views on it back then. So, at the time, you can't blame them, but mm. I, I can also yeah, see and where then, he's coming from. And, yeah, and one thing that people have to look at is Chuck Daly was the coach, was Isaiah Thomas's coach, who was, happened to also be the coach on the USA basketball team. So, Isaiah Thomas could have easily gotten that connection to through. But Michael Jordan, had, that. Michael Jordan but just had the never power to put that roster together. They, Michael Jordan was the first one they asked to be on that team. Very true. So, and didn't have, Michael Jordan didn't have a great... Also, you, you saw it even then when he was like, 
I don't want to. Yeah, MJ is MJ. <laughs> so it's like, but um, like I mentioned before, Michael Jordan was the one who they asked. He was the first one they asked when they were allowed to bring professional players to the Olympics if they could be on that roster. Because, you know, obviously he's the greatest player of all time uh, at that moment. Um, but, um, yeah, um, I think I can kind of I can kind of see what he's saying. You know, they were the villains. You know, you're looking back at it now. It's just like maybe um, if they – were um dang I lost my train of thought if they um you know I definitely need see his point where it wasn't fair you know the Celtics didn't get yeah. they walked off the floor before they after they lost mm-hmm. to the Pistons and then you know they kind of seen it like just seeing that just like oh yeah this is the right way to pass the torch and then just having the media not saying that you know that's off. That's just bad sport sportsmanship, in my opinion. But I can see just like, oh, this team got treated this way. I just seeing that and like, okay, that seems like the right thing to do, and then that kind of backfires. Yeah. Um. Um. Another thing which I kind of been seeing a lot on social media is like a lot of people are kind of having an issue with how the documentary is being with with how, yeah, you did mention, I did see that tweet this weekend um, about how like it goes and talk about what's going on in 1998. And then from Dennis Rodman's examples, talk about what happened in 1998 and then I'll go back to like when he was in college. I just think that if you're going to do that, you just, Stick to one or the other, but I feel like if you're going to do that, do it in like a, you know, like one episode at a time. So like, you know how it's two episodes, you could do like one episode yeah. of the rise of MJ and then the next episode is that last season. I just don't, I don't know. It's like in the middle of the episode, we're just going to go back to 10 years ago and then you know, 15 minutes later, we're back at the last season. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. It's kind yeah. of. What do you th- yeah. What do you think about that? What Jim? is this? I- I'm 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 like oh. lost. Oh, the last dance. Um, the last, last dance, Thomas. We're talking about the yeah. We're talking about no. We're we're talking about like the no. We're talking about like how going like the back and forth is back and forth is making me so much better. Honestly, I like it. I mean, if if you if you, if they if somebody doesn't like it, they don't they're not creative enough, man. I don't know because that sequence is perfect. I like it. Then I guess then I guess I'm not creative enough. You're not creative enough, Jason. You're not creative yeah. enough. Get more creative. <laughs> no, 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 no. But honestly, my my thing is like you wanted to just go straight up. You, from you could to, do it to the end. You could do that. You could do. You know, one set show for the last season. You could think do, about it, bro. You could do at, at you, you could do two time, documentaries, it's... even like you could do many things rather than. Bro, but but bro, but bro, think about it. At one point in time, it's gonna meet in the middle to where it's gonna get to that last championship. It's gonna get to that last that that last day, like where he wins that last championship. And I think that, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to just lead up to the point where it's like that's where it is, and there's no more going back and forth, and that's where they just end up. And that's gonna be. I think that's fire. I feel like the. I feel like the back and forth is needed. 
um, let's think about it. This is kind of like a cultural event. This is not just for basketball fans. This is just for anyone because, you know, this is this is probably the only major thing that's be, that's going on right now. So if you're just a casual person, even like a casual sports fan that doesn't know too much about the Chicago, the Chicago Bulls, let alone Michael Jordan, you kind of do need that back and forth to kind of understand the um, that season alone and kind of to understand, you know, the key players, Dennis Rodman, for example. We saw that in the last episode, like I mentioned before. Um, they talk about um, him going to, you know, obviously we saw him going to Las Vegas. And then they talk about him going, you know, they talk, go back to his college days, you know, how he basically became um, – became uh, an NBA player. He was drafted by the Pistons in the late first round. And then you kind of like his relationship with Chuck Daly. And then we kind of see it like dwindle down when he ends up with the Spurs. And then Phil Jackson was that piece that, you know, was kind of like that mentor that he needed to kind of get him back in track. So that kind of, even that, that kind of makes sense. And we um, kind of gives us an understanding why Phil Jackson was like, okay, yeah, I'll let you go to Las Vegas for 48 hours. I think that was hilarious. Which it wasn't yeah. 48 hours, by the way. Up. Yeah. But but um, I'm going to say, like, you definitely, like, definitely what the director of this documentary is trying to do is, like, they're trying to get, like, the audience to understand, like, the main figures of the, of the like, of that particular team in, like, 1997-98 by doing like backstories of like how they were raised, like certain situations that happened before that particular season. And like, I feel like the back and forth definitely helps build context for why certain things happen. Like we don't understand, we don't understand why Pippen wasn't, we don't understand why Pippen missed nearly like the first few months of the season. If, they don't go back and explain his contract situation. And the relationship that the team had with Jerry Krause. We wouldn't understand that if yeah. they didn't mention all of that. So I feel like that's just kind of like, you know, everyone just not – to me, it just doesn't make sense why, like, you know, why everyone's like, oh, the sequence is kind of confusing. I like it, man. Because yeah, I know – I enjoy it, too. Yeah, because I know – I. Yeah, I know. I know if people. I know if people like the the ring ceremony stuff was the first episode, and people saw that Pippin wasn't there. They'd be asking, "Oh, what happened yeah. to Pippin? What happened to Pippin?" So, de- so definitely having the backstory and the, like the things that happened before it definitely helps the viewers understand why those why things um, happen. I've been seeing on media lately um, a lot of. And this is kind of moving on, but I've been um, on media. I've been seeing a lot of different, you know, posts and stuff where it's like a Kobe documentary is on the way. And um, I think I saw like the Warriors. Their last season was like heavily documented as well. So there's a lot of, you know, documentaries potentially coming our way in the future. Yeah. Wait. Which, which last season of the Warriors? The war- the year that. Um, they lost to the Raptors, or the year I'm they went seventy three exactly sure. They they said last season, so I'm gonna assume it's okay. last season. 
Um, I don't. It's not the seventy-three and nine one. Kevin mm-hmm. Durant was on the team, so I'm gonna assume it is last season. But okay. I, based on what okay. I know and what I saw, um, their season, or I guess seasons, because obviously I don't think they would just do one and not the other. Um, they've been heavily documented, so I think the Warriors mm-hmm. could potentially have something in the making. Um, and I saw a confirmation okay. that a Kobe documentary is pretty much in the works. Yeah. For his last season. Mm-hmm. Which I, yeah. I think is I think is appropriate. I saw that. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Kobe. Kobe's Kobe's. But say just a little way. The mom, but we miss you. Just a little. Yeah. I think, I think documentaries. Yeah, we miss you, man. Yeah. Especially with... um. I lost my train of thought again. Tom Brady documentary. <laughs> yeah, even no, I feel no, I got it back. So I feel like that's just gonna be the trend because like, you know, productions have kind of gotten like slowed down and it's like you can't really we're not gonna see television shows for probably a while. New that, well we'll see television shows, obviously like reruns and stuff, but like new content and like new seasons, yeah. You might have to wait a while to see that. So I don't know if they're gonna try to put try their best to kind of put kind of like documentaries and like together because like you kind of already do have that footage and it hasn't been released, but we'll see. Um, any other any other final? Yeah, I think it's going great. I can't wait for Sunday. Yeah, that one's oh, about. Man. Oh, that one's gonna oh, be a good man. one about you know team. Yeah, Kobe that. Um kind of like the Jordan brand. Jordan hitting that and then line. Jordan becoming Yeah. Yeah. And I love this documentary, man. It's just further proving my point. No comment. Just further proving my point. Okay. Yeah. I just <laughs> thought I'd slip that in there before, you know. You know, I'm not saying that, that's Jordan. Not, that's not well, the issue. Nope, never mind. I'm not going to start it. That's not That's not the problem. Okay. <laughs> it's other remarks okay. that are the problem. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. See, like I said, oh, you have your yeah. opinion. I have mine. <laughs> okay. All right. That's, that's fine. Okay. Oh, okay. I love well, TV. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> man, I love it too, man. Um, on Monday, ESPN NBA reporter Adrian Adrian Wojnarowski reported that the NBA had received pushback from teams about the idea of reopening practice facilities in selected cities where stay-at-home orders had been lifted. The league was set to allow practice facilities to open this Friday, but they have since been pushed to May 8th. It was also said by Stephen A. Smith on first take on Tuesday that the league had discussed the potential of a play-in tournament for the last two seeds in the conference. So what does everyone think about that? Uh, I mean, I just want to put the safety first for the players and for everybody. You know? So if, if safety is coming first and, and they have something that is in place that's going to make it so that these players are safe and they're actually, you know, 100% okay with the, you know, with the – the possibility of this, then I'm all for it. But if the players aren't for it, then I'm not for it either. Because 
I understand where they're coming from in terms of probably being away from their families if they're isolated. But if not, and everything is open and, you know, there's certain places where you can play and it's closer to home so that players can still be with their families, then that's cool. But there's a lot of – there's just a lot of questions I have. There's still a lot of unknowns, you know. There's, we don't know everything right now. I agree. Yeah. We just have to be safe about it. I've been saying for the past couple of weeks, things have been getting better. They haven't been getting worse. They've, they've been getting better generally. So I, yeah. I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, obviously, we're going to prioritize safety and stuff. But, I mean, it's a good yeah. It's a good indication that things are getting better. My main concern is equality within the league. So, for example... Mm-hmm. I don't want to see, and I'm, I've, I heard they're, they're working on it, but I don't want to see the Miami Heat being able to work out in their facility and then the Boston Celtics not being able to work out in their facility because it's a different situation. That's my main concern. And that's Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's the biggest thing. They're like yeah, a no, lot of GMs and owners exactly. are kind of worried about that competitive balance because, you know, just you like you said, like Atlanta, they open up on Monday. They'll have an advantage of being able to have their players able to work out in their facility yeah. compared to, you know, kind of a think of well, another state or another city. Let's say like Los Angeles, you know, who's like you could yeah, say like Los Angeles, like the league any like either the Lakers or the Clippers. But it'll be different for them. And I'm kind yeah. of just I agree with you. I feel like they should definitely safety first. Um, I feel like the biggest thing is I kind of like it kind of does give us an indication that the league that we could see play resume. But I don't know. Because like even if we, we all don't at, know, bro. If we, we look if, at Europe, if we're being honest, um, because we all there's don't, just so much information. Yeah, that's we, still not out. we all they, don't. They just have to wait. Yeah, they have to wait until the set date. Yeah. Yeah, because even the commissioner said it himself where yeah. the NBA is just not in position to make any decisions like realistically because of health officials being really the first to really yeah. have say. So Yeah, we just have to wait and see. Yeah. I really do hope we do get basketball back. That's one thing I will say. That's I'm not saying I don't want basketball back. I want basketball back. One hundred thousand. I want basketball back more than anything. I saw, I saw, I saw, and this is <laughs> we this all isn't basketball, but I did see earlier. Um, <laughs> the MLB is preparing to have a season. It looks like it's gonna happen. Yep, it's gonna happen. One hundred percent. So, I don't know if that will affect the NBA at all, but. Sports will. The NBA sports... is much different because of the because of the um. The Players Association, yeah. and everything has to go through them. Like they have a lot of say on a lot of things, but I don't know. I think baseball they're they're doing it differently because they're splitting players up in different cities. Yeah. Well, they're gonna have three three divisions with ten teams in these divisions. So they're, that's how that's their way of doing it. So because they have a whole season to play, but the NBA really can just jump to the postseason or or jump to like maybe two weeks prior to the postseason. I'm personally not a fan of the three divisions but yeah I mean, you do uh, you gotta do exactly what you gotta, you do, gotta do what you gotta you know? do given the circumstances so it's, yeah it's cool for me right now 
Wait, can I go back to what uh, Stephen A. Smith said about like the on uh, yesterday on first take? Yeah, so he recommended that the that they he suggested a playing tournament for the last two seeds in both conferences. So in the East, I would be the Nets and the Magic, and in the West, I would be no, the Magic no, and no. The it wouldn't work that way. It'd be um, it'd be a playing tournament between the seven and ten seed, yeah. and the yeah. eight and nine seed, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, no, oh, no. I thought it'd be yeah. okay, it'd be a okay, tournament for the um, in the East, kind of like I can see like the East. It's kind of like the the Magic's and the Nets kind of had those two seeds wrapped up. But it makes sense in the West because it's kind of like that's a closer race. Yeah. And like any of those teams can creep up. And just like having those, there's about 20 games left in the season. And just like having those 20 games um, to kind of like go on that run. I feel like that play in tournament would give teams the chance who would have had that run to kind of creep in. It kind of gives like, kind of like, gives it like some sort of like, a competitive balance, just... but like you guys said, it's too early to figure out um, how we're gonna go. Um, I know in Europe, they're the French soccer, the top flight for the French soccer league. They already canceled the season, so they're not gonna play this year. Um, I would not be surprised if we do get to that point, but one thing I am afraid of is we do open up. And, uh, yeah, we open up, things get worse, and yeah. we kind of have to shut everything down. As, so, as far as the playing tournament, um, we'll see. I mean, I think it's a good idea. I agree with, you know, there was 20 games left, and there's some teams that are, you know, trying to get into the playoffs. Personally, I don't think it's going to matter because they're eight seeds and they're going to get swept anyways. But, I mean, I, I don't mind it. The one thing I wouldn't want – and I, I doubt this would happen, but the one thing I wouldn't want is, for example, you know, Kevin Durant is all of a sudden healthy and he can play. Like, that's not fair. So, <laughs> he didn't play all year. How are you just going to play now? <laughs> How is it not fair? It, because it, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but that, yeah, like, bro. It wasn't going to happen. J- what a Celtics fan! That's, no, 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 no. I'm just like it has nothing to do with that. It's, I know. I'm just joking, bro. I'm just joking. It's funny to say that because I know it's. <laughs> nah, but no, nah, I'm just nah, playing. but he didn't play all year. He was not gonna play. Why? Why should he play now? That I, I don't. I, don't I mean, think that's, to help his team. I win? don't think that's fair, though. To who? So you're just gonna, but but who's it not fair to? The league. <laughs> but you think they care about that? No, they don't care about that. If they want to win, they're gonna win. I don't think you know so. what I'm saying. They can, they can take advantage of it, but the, he's not gonna play. No, he, it's not. It's That's not. not gonna it's not happen. gonna happen. But I feel like that would be that would be tragic for everybody else besides the Brooklyn Nets. Would, so I don't would, think they would care. Much. They would still lose, but. <laughs> Kevin Durant is just a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> I miss watching that dude play. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't wait to watch him get back on the basketball court. What if he ends up 
if the, let's just say no, if the he's NBA not, no, were to come back, would you think it would be possible for the Nets to bring him back? He's going to be on the shelf. It's not going to happen. I don't think, especially if Kyrie Irving is so injured. Yeah, Kyrie, yeah, no. It, it doesn't make sense because you got to put into account minute restrictions and all that. Just let Dinwiddie run the show, see what happens. Swept. But you got to, yeah, you got to yeah, think about it at the same what, time. What the Nets are still in the playoff race. They're getting maybe a game. They're the seventh. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see them winning. With wait, no, I just say, yes, no. Harry Irving, they have a chance, and I, I don't without him. I'm gonna say that because they're injured. No, they I'm saying count minute restrictions and all that, but especially without their stars, no, they're they're getting killed in the first round. Mm. Oh, okay. Just with their stars, make that, okay. I, mean, I guess I'd say they have a chance, but I don't know. They 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 should plan for next year. I don't think. I'm just saying, like, leaving a possibility of having at least one of well, them. Kyrie, Kyrie most likely Kyrie playing just to, like, Kyrie, make sure, but... like, because, like, if they lose. Yeah. But let, let's say, let's say if, like, you were just to leave both of them out for the rest of the season, what, what's, what if they end up missing the playoffs and, like, yeah, that's too bad. That's... One team just ends up slipping that, that's, in. That, that's, that's more. We could see that happen. That has more of a chance of. That would have had more <laughs> chance happening than them both coming back. That's now. yeah, honestly, yeah. It, it, it honestly doesn't I, 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 I see all that. those bottom two seeds on either conference. They're gonna get killed. So it's whatever. Okay. Any final Stay words? Healthy. NBA. Stay healthy. Yes. <laughs> All right. Like we mentioned before, Aaron Gordon. This year's dunk contest surprised many when Aaron Gordon was once again robbed of a slam dunk title. Although many other judges were involved in this snub, Dwayne Wade received most of the backlash. On Sunday night, Aaron Gordon released a track titled 9 out of 10, which represents the score that Wade gave Gordon after his final dunk. First off, what are you guys' thoughts on the song? Hot garbage, first of all. But, 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 um, <laughs> funny idea, I guess. I like how he was drinking his wine. That was just, that was funny. I like that. That was a nice little touch. I don't think it was necessary. <laughs> it was just terrible. Like I, I'm like, bro, who mixed this? I would have did a much better job. You could have sent that to me and it would have sounded at least like, <laughs> I don't know, like listenable. I just don't think it was, like I said, necessary. Um, I understand. I understand, you know, he's been snubbed a few times, but it's like, I'm sorry, but why are you bitching about a dunk contest? There, there are better achievements that you can accomplish. And to still be kind of bitching about it, I don't think, like, like why, you know? Like get over it. Yeah, I get that. Um, I mean, definitely. I mean, I didn't really listen to it. I mean, I don't really have like. Really doesn't con- like. Although I wanted Derek, um, Derek Jones to win. 
I did feel like Aaron Gordon did get snubbed, but you just gotta move on. I just feel like it's not that serious. You know, you gotta move past it. You know, and the uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, but he's definitely I like just, you know definitely everyone's bored in this quarantine, so you gotta think of something to entertain people. To be honest. I don't even think it makes him look bad. I think it's just something playful and just like something to entertain the people while everything yeah, while no, obviously we he's bored, but have everything like, going on right I now. I mean, I see it as him still bitching about it, which like get over it, dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um Um speaking of that, um who would you guys say is the best NBA rapper? None. None. <laughs> they... No, I Damian said none. Lillard. You agree with that, G? I mean, none? Why? But damn, why'd you say that? I mean, Dame, for, I, I guess, to answer the question, Dame, oh, because what? he's the only one semi-relevant. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, there's like, some uh, people. They're not like I mean, Marvin I, Bagley's I up there. I said I actively listen to NBA stars rapping. I mean, I feel like yeah. yeah. I mean, most of us don't. We kind of just listen to them just to you but, know, just to see if they can yeah, if they got bars. I mean. Alonzo Ball had his period in the sun in I I think about two years ago when he released that album. Yeah, that was fire, actually. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely. mm, I was. I actually checked out one of his songs. What's it called? Pull up featuring Mo. That one actually wasn't that bad. I don't think he's that bad. I kind of enjoyed listening to What him. have you listened funny. to this week? <laughs> <laughs> Me? I listen to... Listen to I listen to a lot of the stuff I listen to fresh, uh, first semester. Kind of got to get I'm, some like nostalgia right there. I've been doing that too. Like, the good times. Nibiet, what have you been listening yeah. to? Kind of sucks, but you know. You know, um, to be honest, I've just been listening to just stuff on my playlist. Young you know, boy. like not really. I wasn't really too thrilled about the stuff that came out this past <laughs> weekend. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not, I'm, I'm not listening. Did you listen to that? Uh, James? Honestly, James, a little James, bit, I, mean I didn't get far. Whatever. Thoughts on it? I've heard worse, but. I haven't listened okay. back to it, yeah. so I don't think that's a good indication. G. Oh, hell no. Fuck that. Do you think he's Fuck as that. nice as hell everyone no. says he is? Okay. And 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 one more thing. Um, it's kind of something I've been seeing a lot on Twitter. Playboy um, Cardi. Not even a question. Who are you taking, Young Boy or Playboy Cardi? Not even a question. Right, cool. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Cool. Playboy Cardi. Um, yeah, I definitely said young, young, young boy has good songs, you know, but that was in the, young boy. in the past, and 
you know, times I've moved by. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he said Tyrell. Yeah, he said Tyrell substitution. Didn't listen enough to formulate an actual opinion on it. Mm. Yeah. Did you listen to kind of music? Has kind of been yeah. like that the past couple of weeks. Any of yet? No, I didn't listen to that. Huh. What are your thoughts? Yes, I did. Um, trash. On a scale, on a scale of um, on a scale of one to ten, I'm rating it a seven. <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't think I it was. Don't appreciate. I don't think it was legendary, but I don't think it was Tyler. terrible. Non-meaningful songs like that. We know why he dropped it. Wait, oh, how do y'all feel about how do y'all feel about um Yo. how do y'all feel about the baby dropping another album? Hang up the mic for a year, bro, please. Yeah. No, I'm being serious. Like it's, it's too much. <laughs> it's way too much. Three how, wait, how many albums have you released in the past in... year? Thirteen months. He had a good year last 13 year. Thirteen months. I don't know. I really hope he doesn't have a downfall, yeah. but yeah. I can hey. really see that happening. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to drop anytime soon. Yeah. It it just never works. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's one thing. That's one thing. People do want music. But I feel I mean, like what artists hate, hate saturation and getting too much That's of it. Really good. So like you kind of definitely have to. I don't know many. That's a good. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a, that's actually a good point. That's actually a good point. Usually it's like usually it's like I think you're dropping an album area or like a major song at least once part. every year. That's, yeah. It's usually, it's usually, usually when the better albums drop. Two you years. You can name part? any major artist, yeah. and they've all done like two years, oh. maybe more. Shit, yeah. I think Uzi did two years. Uzi was three. No, Uzi was three. Dropped in twenty seventeen. Yeah, Uzi was three. Love is okay. Rich. I thought it was twenty eighteen, but. Was twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was like later, yeah. later twenty seventeen. No. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was later twenty seventeen because it kind of felt like it was regardless though. The more time. Yeah. The yeah, yeah, it was twenty seventeen. It's kind of mid. But, and then. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope that would not be the case with a good artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, but quickly before we kind of wrap things up, um, is there any music that you guys have that you'd recommend for anyone Shoot, to listen to this upcoming week? Uh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, oh, pe- oh, I mean, no, everyone's sad. sitting in the house, bro. I'm pretty sure they can find their own music wow. to watch, to, to listen yeah. to. I I am starting. Nah, I'm starting a play like, so. Yeah, that's. Mm, I don't know. Like, you can't really Apple Apple Music. Oh, where can people find these? This playlist. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try to get first okay. before I say, your, I'm gonna try to incorporate that in this. But um the the Apple Music's the usual. It's just the real JH, not the okay. but but real JH, and it's and okay. it's gonna be called Real JH Radio. Real JH. All right, cool. Just yeah, um, Ooh, I, like I made that. like a first. So what I'm, I'm have to hop planning on. on doing is it like a fifty song playlist. It's usually like a good three to four hours, kind of just throw whatever on there. Um, I'm trying to incorporate, you know, newer stuff as well as older mm-hmm. stuff, just in case. Because honestly, there's no greater feeling than remembering a song that dropped years ago, and you're like, oh shit, I remember that. Yeah. So I tried to incorporate a little bit of both, yeah. and and yeah, yeah, honestly, it's just stuff because I'm bored. So yeah, I'm starting a series with that. So. I, I mean, I guess I'll promote yeah. it now. I wasn't really like, oh, shit, like, I'm going to do this for, you know, promotion or whatever. But, you know, fuck it, I guess. Uh, as far as recommendations okay. for music. So you really have none in here? <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I've been listening to Schoolboy Q lately. No. Nah. I've been listening to a lot of yeah. I mean, I don't really have any because I've been listening to a lot of and I've been listening to what a time to be alive. Yeah, lately, and views is four years old today. So, I I guess if you want to revisit that, go ahead. There's a lot of there's a lot of controversy on that album. Yeah, on views. I think, I think. Mm, talk about that album. Let me look at the track list real quick. I don't think, I don't know, for that album, it kind of brings like a lot of like, it brings a lot yeah, back. Yeah, a lot of memories. Kind of brings like, for us, it came out our freshman year. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't, yeah, a lot of I memories. I don't hate that album. Like, but I think there's better. Yeah, I don't Very hate it, miss, but track. it's just like, no, not track uh, album. Yeah. Very miss. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's not my favorite Drake project. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Like, no, nah, I remember, like, people hyped it. I remember like, when, when Hotline Bling dropped. It's kind of just, like, kind of just died out. Like, was it the fall before? Yeah. It, it was, like, the fall. And then I think it was the fall. A couple of yeah. Later. To Hotline Bling. That was fire. I remember. I actually enjoyed this. Really My yeah. favorite song on that album is probably Control. Very basic, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. yeah not, oh, that song, that song brings not, back too many. Not movies. many good ones. Either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah no. Okay. Yeah. That's also yeah, true. A lot, of good times. a lot of parties. But it brings back a lot of good times. But yeah, no. Yeah. 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 Four years old today. Kind of missed um, those. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the only album that's kind of, you know, had a birthday. Mm-hmm. 
Me, I would say. I thought you didn't I like. I've been listening to a lot like of pop smoke for some reason. In the beginning, meet the Wu too. See the thing is, see, mm. all right, good job. I didn't because, and then he kind of, and he kind of grew on me. Kind of, I, I got him to I'm change his mind. Around. I listened to it. I was like, yo, this is not that, not even that bad. And yeah, I'm definitely gonna miss him too. Now you know, now that I appreciate him, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna yeah, miss. Nah. Just wow, the album is not even that bad. I was listening yeah. to it. I was listening it's to it this good. weekend. It was not even that bad. Um, as far as last thoughts, yeah, uh, we can do last thoughts. Um, I'll start. First of all, shout out to Kanye, billionaire. Shout- <sighs> yeah, shout out to Kanye. I love. I, Kanye is a very controversial That's a that's a that's an amazing achievement for a Kanye black though. man in this country. Um Kanye you have to dive deep, but Kanye without Kanye a lot of yeah. people are not who they are today and a lot of things are just not what they are. Kanye changed sound, Kanye changed fashion. Kanye has changed a lot of components on who we are today and what we listen to. So shout out to Kanye, billionaire um, tomorrow's Travis Scott's birthday. Shout out to him. I just had to put that out there. I'm a fan. What happened? <laughs> I know you had to put that out there. What's up? Bro, I'm telling you. you I'm telling. I'm telling you the go- the goats. Can I can I say something? Oh yeah. Can I say something? Um, I'm telling you the goats were born in April. Hey, oh, that's definitely true. March. That's definitely true. I'm telling. I'm telling you the the goats were born in April. <laughs> but um Yeah, shout out to them. Too. Okay, that's not that's not that's <laughs> not April though. Shout out to the Scots, good song. Probably a really good collab coming soon. Shout out to all this new stuff coming out. Yeah, that's kind of my last take. How about you guys? You wanna go? Uh, me. Um, no, I don't I'm have. Kind of, I don't this have is kind of more related to school. Just looking forward. You know, I'm pretty much done at the end of the week. You know, just looking forward to finally having. You no, know, not that. You know, just finally like not having to worry about school. Shout out. Kind to of just worry about other things. I'm just looking forward to it. You know, it was a great first. Yeah, exactly. It was a great first semester. College was. I appreciate it. It was. Just some roller coaster. Just like, you know, it's fun. You know, it's, there's no like, there's no, yeah, I definitely do appreciate it. Like, there's no highs. There's no, there's a lot of highs, but like, there's a lot of lows. But like, you also yeah, learn so much year, about yourself. And it's kind of like, I feel, I this year's so been very, this year's like this was, past, is very important. This past year. Honestly, it's the start just, of um, many things to come. Um, yeah, literally, yeah. an example is this podcast. I don't think we do this podcast yeah. without college. We can. We ob- yeah. obviously that can be done, but school. Yeah, I definitely it, agree. College definitely. Yeah. Helped. So I think this was a very important year. I'm very. I'm looking very forward to yeah. next year. I really hope um, stuff going on in the world clears up, so we can go back. I miss campus. Campus was really nice. Yeah. And yeah, shout out to the professors that made my life easier during these times, because not all yeah. of them did that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't say that as well. Yeah. Well, that's it for episode six. 
excuse me, episode eight of the Beyond the Bleachers podcast. Um, we haven't had guests in, let me say, two weeks now, uh, but we're definitely we're going to get some great people to talk to get on the show, kind of share themselves. You know, we kind of just want to just a little break for ourselves, you know, just to hear us, you know, yeah, that's always fun. But like always, thank you to everyone who's working so hard, the essential workers, um, doctors, nurses who are working tirelessly during this time to make sure that everyone's okay and make everyone staying healthy. Um, I don't know what we would do without them. Honestly, I don't know what we would do without them. It's just, you know, kind of like God, they're, they're God's gift right now. And it's kind of just like, yeah. they're helping us get through these unfortunate times. All right. Um, so that's it for us. Bye, um, we'll see you guys again next week. Peace out. Thank you.